With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Mark Bolger, former Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joining... Jeremy JN Fiend Phoenix, yeah man, I'm in the building. And we are here for Pop Culture. You just never know. You never know. You never know what you're getting. So today we want to talk about speaking of not knowing what you're getting, talk about gift giving. Right now, a lot of people are in the spirit of giving gifts. But really, giving gifts doesn't have to be done at a specific time. You can do it anytime. Anytime it's fitting. That's my philosophy in life. We know that a wise man once said it's better to give than it is to receive. So, Jeremy, do you have any gift-giving pet peeves? Pet peeves? Um, Yeah, actually, I do. I do. I don't give a whole lot of gifts, like, you know, wrap them up, hand them to somebody. I'm the kind of person where I give you gifts when I feel like you deserve a gift, you know? When I'm thinking about you, I'm going to get that gift. If I see something that you like that's, that's like perfect, I'm going to get it and give it to you. Like when you got I, my six-month-old son a wrestling championship belt? <laughs> yeah. I, excuse me. When I get something I think you'll like, <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> no appreciation. Give it back, okay? A.K.A. the gift Jeremy wanted. <laughs> it was so dope. Big old self with that tiny little wrestling belt on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I do have a, be- a pet peeve, uh, and and I understand why people do it, and it's completely acceptable. But I just feel on the spot. I feel on the spot. If you give me a gift, and I don't know what's coming, it's like a random. Hey, I got you a gift. I don't really want to open it in front of you. I don't know if you know me. I mean, even if you do, like, 
Then I got to break up the fake smile. Oh, my. Oh, this is. No, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is really awesome. I hate having to open gifts in front of people, and I get it. That's the way it goes. It's still pet peeve of mine because what if I don't really like it? Now I got to put on the front. Teach you how to front, son. It's like Seinfeld when he asked, did he repeat the name of the gift? Oh, a label maker. <laughs> Instant giveaway. You don't really like it. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And granted, most of the gifts I get, I, I really do like and have appreciation for and I can respect. But I do. I feel a little bit of, I don't know, anxiety when you hand me a gift and then you have those big eyes looking at me all excited. And I know how excited you are. And I feel like I have to match, uh, match that level of excitement when you hand it to me. So when I open it, like it or not, oh my, oh, I can't believe, can't believe you got me this. Oh, well, see what you're saying matches all gifts considered dot coms rules for gift giving. It's number one rule is don't make it about you. Gift giving is not about me. Gift giving is not about me. So somebody gives you something, it should not be should not be about them. And if they have you open it in front of them, usually it has a lot to do with them. That's not true. Just- no, and, and that's true. But I feel like 80% of the people who hand you a gift are going to look you dead in your eye and watch your whole expression as you open it. Not yep. a lot of people hand it to you walking away. Yep. No, I agree. The next thing you mentioned that I thought was interesting is you said, I don't know if they know me when they bought you a gift, meaning you don't know if they got you something that you actually want or need. Because the number two rule, according to allgiftsconsidered.com, is listen, pay attention, study. Listen to what the person talks about or gets passionate about. Pay attention to their likes and dislikes, favorite songs, movies, and books, whether they like coffee, etc., etc. I personally do not like buying somebody a gift ever. Unless I know that they're going to love it. Yeah. Like, I don't like uh, buying gifts just for the sake of buying gifts. I don't like buying gifts just because I'm supposed to. I don't like doing that. In fact, I don't do that. I won't do that. But when I saw something that I knew mom wanted, I got it for her instantly without thinking because I knew she would love it when I got it for her. Absolutely. I like to do that for people. Some people are harder to buy, harder to buy for than others, but you really need to pay attention. Literally, I remember, um, I don't even care. I was just put on Front Street. I remember dating this girl, and, you know, I'd bought her gifts here and there, you know, whatever, whatever. I didn't have a whole lot of skrill at that time. So I got her something that I thought was like a little cute little, like, when I see you. And I remember giving it to her, and her reaction was, do you even like pandas? No, no, it wasn't pandas. It was dolphins. Do you even like dolphins? And I was like, okay. All right. Mental note. Don't buy her nothing. <laughs> okay, what she like, what she don't like. Put on a fake smile. Look, I'm be honest. Like I said, it, it feels bad to be on the spot. But the truth is sometimes you got to feed people's ego. If I get you a gift and I hand it to you and somehow I'm looking at you when you open it, look, lie to me. Okay? Lie to me. Because if you don't lie to me, you ain't getting nothing else never again. Okay? Layton. Okay, Layton. <laughs> Layton was Brandon's son, who I bought that wrestling belt for. And he could care less. Couldn't care less when I gave it to him. Very small child who didn't even know what wrestling was. No, no, no. Don't get unthankful, okay? Unthankful. Your uncle just went out and bought you this dope gift that a lot of – shout out John Covey Cole. People like that would love. And he going to just look at him like, uh, 
uh, all right, give it back. Where to work? He would. He. I'm. I'm pretty sure he. He didn't he give it back. Uh, he certainly did not. Trust me. I would have remembered. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> the so, funny thing about uh, about giving a gift is, like you said, it's about appreciation. It's because you appreciate somebody, and that's why you give them the gift. At least that's why you should give them a gift. Um, everybody has their own rules about giving gifts or receiving gifts. But one thing I saw online um, that that was completely accurate is use a little common sense when you give it. Use a little common sense. Like, let's say you're getting something for your coworker or, or somebody you know you, uh, you you go to you know different places with. Don't give them a gift in front of everybody when there's other people in the crowd who may be offended that you didn't get them a gift, yep. whether they deserve one or not. Just use some common sense. I've been in that situation, been around a bunch of people. I had something for somebody. I looked around and thought, nah, y'all people can't handle it. It's like pe- pulling a piece of gum in, from, in front of people. When you pull a piece of gum, everybody's going to want one. Same thing with a gift. If you give a gift to somebody and other people are around who feel like, oh, we're close enough. I should have got it. What would you give me? Look, use some common sense. Be smart. Always. Common sense is a must. Always, always, always. So... Rule number eight is one that I like. There's 15. I'm not going to read all 15, but eight is where I'm going to stop. This is something important to me because too many people don't understand this concept. Don't expect anything in return. Because <laughs> first of all, first of all, that is the whole, that is the opposite, the complete opposite of the spirit of giving gifts, in my opinion, if you're expecting something back. It's not a gift. It's a quid pro quo. And I know a lot of right. people. I know a lot of people right now are uh, hearing that term, and they're relating it to politics. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about doing something for something. Okay, people expect <laughs> something for something. In this case, you yeah. don't. Need, you Maybe you should use another term. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but look, <laughs> Maybe you should use a different term. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not, son. Maybe, maybe not. not. True indeed, baby. True indeed. <laughs> Just don't expect nothing. You get somebody, don't expect nothing. Because one, that's not the point. But two, you're about to get your feelings hurt because most people are not going to reciprocate if that's yeah. why you're buying a gift. Here's what's funny. I saw a question that said, if somebody gets you a gift and you have to give them one, should your gift be of equal value? That's a good question. And again, I, I go. I feel like you get people gifts specific to them. Amen. Preach. I, value is not important. It's them. No. Look, and it's all relative not- too. Because like, if I have a friend who's worth six hundred million dollars, um, and I got another friend who's worth twenty dollars, I don't. I, I first of all, I don't expect gifts from anybody. But it's not the same thing because not me because no matter how much you what your thoughts or feelings are, if you're only worth twenty dollars, you can't get me something worth six hundred thousand dollars. If you're worth six hundred million and all you do is get me something that's worth two dollars, uh, then you're probably cheap because you know you could find something else that you think would appeal to me that's worth more than that. Absolutely, and here's and that, the thing. I mean that's that's how it is for me. When I have when I have the means, I like to take care of people. If I don't have it, I don't have it. I mean, one time somebody didn't get me Jordans. They got me a pair of socks that looked like Jordans. That's all they could get. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna say no names. Gonna Not gonna no say names. no names. Not gonna say no names. But that's fact, all they could get. Matter of fact, I found one of them socks in my laundry, so maybe I took it back. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but see, that's the thing is like you can't, but you don't get you. All you do is you appreciate what people are able to do, what they're willing to do, what they want to do. You don't now, expect anything in return. Let me just say real quick. I feel I, I appreciate that. You remember that gift. I, I did not know if you would ever remember that. Look, I appreciate you appreciating me. OK, son. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> uh, you also remember your uh, sixth grade graduation gift I got you? Sixth grade? Nope. It was some maple syrup smelling cologne. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You remember that? I, I do. Got, I, I didn't know what else to get. I didn't have any money. I got you some like some cologne from, so I don't know, even remember, Big Loss or something like that. It's a thought that counts, though. I was trying. All right, so that's it for us. Those are the rules for gift giving. Those are the pet peeves for gift giving. Those are our thoughts and feelings behind the spirit of giving gifts. What say you? What do you think? What do you do? Get at your, get at your boys. Leave us an anchor message. Tweet at us. Email us. Whatever you want to do, but let us know how you feel about giving gifts. Rest me, boys! You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Your West Virginia Mountaineers are ranked number 25 in the AP poll for the first time this season. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt, joining Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. And we're here to talk West Virginia University hoops. Jeremy, how are you feeling about the squad? Man, doing our thing. It's uh, it's tough not to compare us to anybody else, but if we're going to compare, we're going to compare them to last year. And right now we got one loss on the season. Our players are young and hungry. They're looking good. Um, they're rebounding the ball. Matter of fact, we're, we're leading, not leading, but we're playing really good defense in all-around basketball in, in all um, phases of the game. Matter of fact, look at this picture one second. Yeah, that's right. I took a, I took a screenshot, you know, new age for you. It was from WVU Hoops. It said we're fourth in offensive rebounds. We're third defensively against three-point field goal percentage in the country. We're 10th in defense against field goal percentage uh, in the country, period. And we're 10th overall in in rebounds rebounds per per game. game. Yeah, rebounds per game. You saw what I saw. So looking at our squad from last year to this year, we're doing a lot of good things. And a lot of things that you see rebounding in defense is about effort. Well, to go along with what you're saying with that statistic, last year we finished 283rd in three-point field goal percentage defense and 291st in field goal percentage defense. So the big wow. difference, the big turnaround is defense. We're defense rebounding defense. well. 
but we're playing defense like crazy. No, and, and you, defense and rebounding is about the E word, effort. Yeah, there's technique involved too, though. No, it's so true. There's you got to give, pro- you gotta give props to the staff for coaching them up, and you got to give props to the players for doing it right. But you're right, effort's the biggest part, the motor. And effort is part of willingness to be taught. Yeah, like you said, the motive they have within themselves to keep driving forward. The truth is, you don't want to overlook games. We've got a couple games going uh, coming up. Um, they may not be the biggest, but we're playing well right now. This December 29th game is something I just keep looking at. I see all these games going on, and we've won two in a row. December 29th, Ohio State, Cleveland. Top five team. They had three of, I think, the top like 20 uh, college basketball players in the country come to them. And now Ohio State is playing really well. Now, now I will say they lost to Minnesota at home. Their win against North Carolina, a blue blood in college basketball, doesn't look as good seeing as North Carolina just lost to Walford and dropped out of the top 25 for the first time in a really long time. But Ohio State has the athletes and uh, pedigree, good players, that December 29th in Cleveland is going to be a heck of a game. I'm not going to say it's a de facto home game for Ohio State, even though it is in the state of Ohio, because West Virginia travels so well. But I know I shouldn't be looking ahead, ahead, but I am, and I'm excited for it. And I can't wait to see what our team does against a top-notch team that we're ready and prepared for and ready to bring it to. I hope they take care of Youngstown State the way they did Austin P. as I was corrected and learned the correct way to say the name, Austin P. and the way they took care of Nichols. Um, I hope they do the Dimes? same thing. Huh? Fifty cent pieces? You said, Nich- you said Nichols. I said dimes. Fifty cent pieces? Quarters? Anyway, just joking. Uh, <laughs> first of all, anyway. Cheesy, cheesy dad joke. Okay, continue on. Um, because Youngstown State, according to Ken Palm, is ranked 248th. Now, that's what's interesting. We're 25th in the AP poll, but as I've been saying, we should have been ranked a long time ago because the NET, which is the NCAA evaluation tool, is the ranking system the NCAA adopted last year to replace rating percentage index, the RPI, as its primary evaluation tool in evaluating Division I men's basketball teams. The NET has us ranked number 12 with the number nine strength of schedule. So that's much better. And it's got Ohio State, or had Ohio State at number one. Um, and Ohio State's playing well. Watch those games. I'll watch the North Carolina game. When I talk about playing hard, it's almost like watching Texas Tech. Texas Tech, who did they play? They played somebody in the garden. I can't uh, believe I can't Louisville, remember who they played. Louisville. Louisville, the number one team. I've never seen a team play harder in my life. They didn't have their best score. When I watched them, I was thoroughly impressed. They were just playing so much harder than Louisville. It wasn't funny. And that's the reason why they pulled off the win. Same thing with Ohio State. When they played North Carolina, you can see they were locked in and they were ready to go. I want to see what happens. When we have, I mean, like Ohio State has top notch blue blood, I mean, uh, blue chip players. They have five stars on their team. I want to see what happens when we lock horns with them. Um, our big time players, Culver, Sh- Shuibwe, um, all our players, 
are going to get a real test against Ohio State. I just feel like they're going to be ready for it. And the reason why I feel like they're going to be ready for it is because we haven't played a team this year that is, well, top five. I was a really, really talented team. St. John's was good. They beat us. Um, We played other good teams, but now you're coming in against a ranked team. Now you're coming in against a game that's going to be on ESPN or one of these big-time networks. I want to see how much have how much have grown, and how much they can handle that spotlight of being in that situation, playing big time basketball against guys who may be just as good as you are. Our highest ranked win so far, according to Ken Palm, Ken Pomeroy, the Ken Palm ranking is Wichita State, which is at number thirty five, according to Ken Palm. But five of our five of our nine wins are against current top one hundred uh, rated uh, teams by Ken Palm. And that's from Josh Witt. That's good. So, huh? I said that's good. Shout out Josh Witt. So, as far as the tournaments, I, like people asked me before the season started if this was a tournament team, and I guaranteed that we'd make the tournament. And it's I will funny. Stick, I will stick funny. with my guarantee. No, it's funny that you said that. I was on the same show that you were on, and it actually it was unreasonable doubt. I don't care to give him a shout out. I like I like Josh Witt. Josh Witt told me. I he's like, like giving him a shout out. No, he's like, he's like, your brother said the same thing. Funny thing is, I didn't hear your interview. I had no clue you said that. He's like, you guys are so, so, like, you believe so much that they're going to make the tournament. And I'm like, of course. Bob Huggins, look at his, at his entire career. How many times has he not made the uh, NCAA tournament? It's an enigma. Last year, an enigma. We're going back. We're not just going back. We're not going back to one win one game, win two games. I feel like we could go to the Sweet 16 with this, the talent that we have. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm ready to see what Sheboy does with the spotlight, what Culver does in the situation. But what I'm more interested in than anything else is how will our guards play? How will our point guards play especially? We've had too many turnovers. We've had a base, We basically have had about as many turnovers this year as we did last year. And that was a bane of our existence last year. So that's what I'm most interested in. What will our guards do against the high-level competition coming up? Ohio State, Kansas, and the rest. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I think no matter what, our guys will get a good learning experience through all of this. And I'm still, like I said, rocking with the fact that they're guaranteed to make the tournament if you're asking Brandon Phoenix. What's that dude's name for Kansas? Mbuke? Azabuke? Yeah, Azabuke. I watched him, like, real talk. I watched him. I can't remember what team I seen him play. It was a good team. Brandon, he's. I think he's down 30 pounds. His control in the post, I was impressed. Bottom line, I'm impressed. Does like, he still step I, over the free throw line when he shoots his free throws? I don't know. He was too, okay. ma- too busy making buckets to, to be at the free throw line. Um, he was killing it, though. His Him being sl- uh, slimmed down and really focused this year is a big change. Now, here's the truth. I'm not scared of Kansas. We play them well. We match up with them well. We come hungry whenever we play Kansas. Even in losses, we play well. I'm not scared of Azabuke. But real talk, man, they, they look good, and we don't play them. I think we play them less than a week. After we play Ohio State, we play them less than a week um, in in Fog Allen, which is one of the best arenas in the country next to the Coliseum. So, so it should be exciting. That's the thing. College football is ending. All of college football season has ended at WVU. 
But there's a lot of exciting things going on at WVU, especially in the basketball arena, which feels so good to say because last year we couldn't say it. And now we can. And now, like I said, we got Ohio State, the 29th. Five or six days later, we play Kansas in Fog Allen. And our squad is playing well and looking good. So, it, it, like I said, it's a good time to be a Mountaineer and just get behind the train and, and hop on the train and, and then follow it through. Right, me boys! Want to give a big shout-out to Astor Auto, the leader in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astor Auto of Charleston. When you get there, tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code RaspyVoice, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code RaspyVoice at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. This is Brandon Phoenix with Jeremy Phoenix. I am I also hate Pitt. He is JN Fiend. We are here to talk about recruiting 2019 for the class Take Me Home 20. Jeremy, what do you got for us? Nah, what do you have for us? I want you to go down the list. Do you have the list of signings today? I don't have the list right here in front of me, but I know that we signed 18 kids as of this recording. Okay. It's 530. 18 kids. I know we started off the day for, ranked 47th in recruiting and now and ranked 7th in the Big 12. We are now 4th in the Big 12 and 36th in the nation, according to some. I like it. I like it. Huge jump in it, one day with room to sign more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm going to – yeah, it's so hard. Recruiting is so tough. The truth is, re- recruiting is so tough because if you're not a five-star, break-the-world type athlete, four star, four or five-star, when you're a three-star, it, it, it's kind of – I feel like people haven't done their homework enough, and you could be anything. Maybe you're a nine-star. Maybe you're a one-star. When a you're a three-star, <laughs> when you're a three-star, you don't really know. And the, most of the kids that West Virginia gets – are three stars. Carl Joseph. So, yeah, so I'll give you an example. This this dude from the UK, the number one player in all of England. I don't even know how to say his name. Jero Favors. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll let us know one of these times. Jero Favors, number one player in all of England. He picked us over Penn State and Minnesota. Um, the thing is, when I look at him, this dude passes the eye test for sure. Like, I like my athletes. If you come into college and you're hungry, you need to be ripped to shreds, especially if you play a position like corner receiver like he does. He plays corner. He picked us over Minnesota. He picked us over uh, Penn State. He runs a 4 5 40. 
Now, don't get it twisted. Like people, oh, 4-4, four, 4-3, four, four, yeah, yeah. That's elite God-given speed. 4-5 is really good. Number one prospect, if you look at him, this dude is solid. He looks good. I hear he's a little raw because he's from England and he hasn't seen maybe a lot of the other packages. I'm excited to see this kid play, and so is the coaching staff. What about David O'Cauley? Excuse me. We're going to go three names. David Vincent O'Cauley from Maryland. Very you know athletic about, kid. Very athletic. The whole coaching staff uh, uh, tweeted out speed kills. He's a four-star uh, from some sites. Um, it is a big deal because, oh, man, I can't remember Maryland's coach. Oh, uh, Mike Loxley. 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 Mike Loxley. So I saw a guy, a receiver. I think he was like the number two receiver. He flipped from LSU. That's right, the LSU right now who is hot as fire when it comes to recruiting. Top five uh, class. Flipped from LSU and went to Maryland. Now, when I look at a kid five, who's number a two. five-star. Five-star kid. And I don't think, like, when I look at him, I don't think, oh, he, he was intimidated because there were so many other receivers. That's not this kid. The difference is Loxley – which everybody will tell you. If you know anything, Loxley was a high school coach, I believe in Maryland. He has so much respect from all the other coaches in that state. That's the reason why I was worried about Maryland. That's Dwayne, the reason why I Dwayne thought, Haskins said that he would have stayed he would have stayed home and went to Maryland had uh, Loxley been coaching back then. Now, say it again louder for everybody to hear. Dwayne Haskins said he would have rebuffed Ohio State and played for the Terps had Mike Loxley been the coach. That's a big deal. Because I saw a lot of people saying, oh, he must got paid. No. People love Loxley. That's the truth. And that's the reason why I was worried about him. So he flips and goes to Maryland. Um, big well, they already recruit. stole one from us. Oceda yeah, Smith. Yeah. A kid who okay. from last year's class who went JUCO ended up signing with Maryland this year. My point is David Vince's O'Coley, three-name dude. Maryland was putting the push on him. They flipped the number two receiver from LSU to Maryland. You know who they couldn't flip? Flip? O'Coley. And he's here at West Virginia. Ready Neil Brown ride. said, Neil Brown tweeted out speed kills. And if it wasn't Neil Brown, I think it was a receiver coach. One of the coaches on West Virginia's coaching staff said speed, speed kills when he signed. I can't wait to see this dude on the field making plays for West Virginia. That's huge. Huge, huge, huge. Another dude that I'm really excited to see is Reese Smith. Yeah. He's a receiver from Kentucky. He was the first offer from the from the Neil Brown era, Boy Neil County. Brown coaching staff. Um, he was the first person to sign. You know what I think when I when I've, I've watched his YouTube, I've I've seen what he does. You know who he feels like to me? Switzer. He's R. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Good call. R. Hunter Renfro, the dude from Clemson, who called everything. This dude, Reese Smith, has golden hands. Golden hands. Stedman Bailey, I look, look, I don't want to blaspheme, but his hands are golden, okay? I said Stedman Bailey because Stedman Bailey can catch the ball, freaking ball. Reese Smith can catch the ball. He's quick. They're talking about him playing slot receiver. He's our Hunter Renfro. I, I'm excited to see him play. I really am. Me too. What about Jack, Jackie Matthews? Another cornerback. Oh. Juco first team All-American. High school, put, high school state champion. Juco national champion. By the way, 
He sealed the deal in the JUCO National Championship, catching an interception against who? Lackawanna. And if you're a real Mountaineer fan, you know Lackawanna. Lackawanna produced all the White Brothers. Sounds funny when you say it like that. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But, but honestly, when you're, when you're first-team All-American, that means you're doing something right. I don't know what about the measurables. What I do know is you have the instincts if you're an All-American. What about Chris Mayo? Chris Mayo, the offensive lineman, 6'5", 305 pounds, something that West Virginia needs. Look, we, we've said this many times on the show. If we're going to win next year, we have to win in the trenches. Football, I watched recruiting all day on ESPN, and they kept saying, football is won in between the line of scrimmage. That's what it is. So getting a guy who's 6'5", 305 pounds, Chris Mayo, matter of fact, ESPN had him as our number one player that we got. I'm excited to see what he can do when he gets on campus and can really, you know, be with a strength trainer and, and you know, be Mike hungry. Mike Joseph for- gets a hold of him. Absolutely. And we're talking about being hungry for it. Who, who <laughs> This is a surprise. We knew he was coming here for a long time. He's been hungry. He's been, you know, advocating for West Virginia. He's been talking to recruits. He's been all over the place. Garrett Green. Elite 11. What's Elite 11 mean? He's the top, one of the top 11 quarterbacks. That's right. He went to that camp. They selected him. Dude's a baller. Now, I know we have. Uh, he mentioned one thing that he mentioned, and I agree with him. He said if he was 6'3 or taller, he'd have way more offers. Love hearing that. Florida State made a push at the end to try to get him, but he stayed loyal. That's right. Because who wants to go to Florida State and that end up offense? Okay. Well, they got a whole new coaching staff. They got they got Memphis's coach, Mike Norvell. Yeah, which which is actually a good pick because I was kind of looking at him before Neil Brown was called, and I'm glad Neil Brown was called, but he's also a great coach. But I ain't seen nothing from him. So I'm glad that, that Garrett Green stayed stayed the course. He's been a great ambassador for West Virginia. I can't wait to see this battle that ensues in springtime between Garrett Green and Garrett Teach Me How to Daigie. And Jarrett Daigie? Yeah. And Garrett Aust- Jarrett. And a healthy Austin Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, right. All right. What What about the kid from? So, so, so. Hold on. When hold Neil on. Brown came to West Virginia, he said, "We're gonna lock down these borders." Oh yeah. We're gonna lock down these borders. There was a kid, the number one, you know, player in West Virginia, who was going out of state. I honestly didn't know if he could flip him, but he did. He was going to North Carolina. Sean Martin. Beckley kid, Bluefield kid, excuse me, not Beckley, Bluefield kid coming back up to the State University. Big, big get. get. No, it's a big get. Everybody talks about how long and lanky he is, how versatile he can be. It's a big get, too. Bring him back up to, to the State College. I, I feel like that's so big because two, th- two reasons. The first is because Neil Brown, you promised us to lock down the state. And here you are a year later. Locking down the state. The second reason is, yeah, there's another kid from Bluefield coming next year who's a beast at cornerback. Matter of fact, some people have him projected as the number one player in the country. Isaiah Johnson. 
So if we can get him, hey, by the way, we did an interview with him. Shout out to Isaiah Johnson. If we can lure him into, that would be big. And bringing one of his teammates in, I feel like should have some well, kind no, of impact. We that's the thing. We got call, we got Colin Paris too, the kicker. Love it, love it. It's from How Bluefield. Another thing that you gotta love is uh, I don't even know. And that goes with Truck Edwards, who we also have already on the squad again from Bluefield. Yeah. Well, how, how do you pronounce that? Tariq? Tariq? T-A-I-R-I-Q? Stewart? Yeah. Big, 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 big boy? 6'6", six, six, 330-pound offensive lineman? Yeah, he's, if you're looking, and, he was, and he was a late get for us, too. I love it. I love it. If you can get this guy to be in here just to move, I'm telling you, move. I'll say right now, move the snow, move, move, whatever is in front of him, straight up block, six six three thirty. He's a big kid, so I feel like we have a lot of potential. Um, our coaches are very good, and I trust them to develop these players. Tariq Stewart, I don't know what kind of pro- uh, project he is, but one thing I know for sure is you can't teach size. Six six three thirty. I feel like we have a lot of reasons to be hopeful, to be um, excited. But the last two I'm going to talk about are receivers. Devell Washington, Sam Brown. Yeah, Sam Brown, the big one. Nah, it's exciting to see these guys come in. Um, I know Devell Washington, like they, they were waiting for him. Yeah, he's, they been were committed for, he's been committed for a grip. Pins and needles, making sure he signed with us. He's here now. He's a mountaineer. He's part of the fam, Golden Blue. I don't put a lot of stock in recruiting. I've said that a million times till they put on the jersey. It's a big step once they actually sign with the program. Now, granted, there's some other hoops uh, qualifying and getting in class, but Devell Washington is a big one. Sam Brown, receiver as well. Late, once again, another late flip. People tweeted out speed kills. I love it when I see speed kills because when when you see speed, truth is when you watch college football, there's a spot in college football for people like Reese Smith who he's quick as lightning, he has golden hands. But you also need the Devell Washingtons and the Sam Browns who can who can um, take the top off the defense, who can go deep. Our receiving core is I, I just feel like is really rounded into something nice. And what we've done on this sounding class is just absolutely great. These kids, I'm excited to see them put on the jersey to play hard. Today was a good day for West Virginia. I don't care where we finish in the rankings because the truth be told, after you get outside the top mm, 25, then you're really just, you know, throwing mud at a wall saying who finishes where. You don't really know. I think that Neil Brown, when they offer a kid, or on the flip side, when they let a kid go, uh, Martel Petaway being one. I like Martel Petaway. I think he's a good back. If he leaves, if Josh Sills leaves, it makes me feel like the coaching staff understands we like them, but we feel like we have other things coming that can um, fill their spot Admirably, like like they. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know because you don't know how much control you have over that. There are people who say that everybody knew Josh Sills was done from the moment pretty much that he got hurt, that he was going to graduate and transfer. You look uh, at how these coaches recruit. 
These guys bring the whole staff to come to recruit, to sit you in their living room and preach and tell you whatever they need to tell you. If Josh Sills and Martel Petaway were that intricate to us winning next year, I don't think they'd be gone. I think the coaching staff would have done everything to ensure that. The fact that they're gone makes me feel like, I'm not saying they're expendable, but maybe they aren't as integral to the climb as some people feel. No, I mean, I hear what you're saying. That's a good point you make. A lot of it's conjecture. We really don't know. No, it's true. I'm just talking. Yeah, we're just talking. That's what we do on the show. We're just fans talking about um, what we all want to talk about. Right now, today's recruiting. Big day for recruiting. Speaking of running backs, though, we need to add a running back to our recruiting class after losing Lammy Constant, who was a former four-star, demoted to a three-star. He said there was miscommunication, but all signs seemed to point to the staff backing off of him. And uh, but that still leaves a void in this year's recruiting class. So we still have until February to sign some more or possibly look at the look at the transfer market. So Neil Brown talked about that, said they, they could get creative. There's still spots left. I believe there's four spots left because there's. 22. And, and by the way, if, if you think like the transfer running back type deal, like, oh, we must be really like, grabbing at straws. Think about who we've got from the transfer portal. In recruiting. Jamal Crawford, transfer. Man, I want to talk about him. What about the dude? Oh, yeah. I'm talking about collegiately before any uh, extracurricular activities. Uh, oh, man, what's the dude's name who went to the NFL uh, from Houston, the running back? Oh, uh, Charles Sims. Charles Sims, transfer portal. Before, the transfer portal was hot, okay? He started it, actually. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like we've got big time running backs in the transfer portal before, so if we need to, that's what well, we. Well, I to mean, do. I still think you got you've still got Alex Sinkfield, Letty Brown. Yep. Um, that I that should be the starters next year, who I think are better are really good backs as it is. I'm not saying they're great backs; they're not game changers, game breakers. But they're good backs. The problem wasn't running backs last year to me. It was the offensive line. Um, More the, running so, backs, yeah. the running backs didn't help. They weren't Chuba Hubbard back there. Um, yeah. But if you put together a sound line, I think you'll see a much improved running game. Um, the difference we're looking at is in the class and which classes, and we have a hole in this class. So, so can I say something? Now that yeah. we're done with West Virginia recruiting, and here's the thing, like people will say, oh, don't pay attention. Who cares? Truth, who cares? Who pays attention? Well, the truth is I do. Say what you want, I do. Brandon, what do you think about Houston being ranked 80th in recruiting? And 7th in the AAC. I love it. Love it. I love Mr. it, but here's I why I love it. Here's why I love it. In state. Here's why I love it. Because... It's because Dana specifically talked about us. We didn't talk about him. He talked about us. He put our name in his mouth multiple times and said, you couldn't recruit to this state. That's what he said. And here this class is close to being the best class we've ever signed, and it's not even finished yet. And he's doing terrible where he said he could recruit so much better at Houston because of the money, because of being in Houston, because of being in the state of Texas. So that's why I'm happy about that, because I like seeing the the truth laid out. West Virginia is a place you can recruit to if you put forth the effort. 
West Virginia yep. players can com- compete. They can be additions to a team that will compete for for uh, actual titles in the Big Twelve, which is something we have yet we have to wait to see. But the pieces are being put together, the blocks are being built, and Neil Brown is telling recruits that. Exactly, he said, "We're not where we need to be right now, but here in two years, we're going to compete for championships." So I love it. Let's get it. Let's go. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.